0: This is She Runs the Show with Cassandra Bybus, episode number 23 Monday Method. I don't know what you heard, but she runs the show. Welcome to Monday Method. Every Monday, you and I are going to break down an efficient, productive way to build your business. Now, how are we going to do that? by creating a system around a specific process. I love systems. They are the only thing that help me stay organized and avoid shiny object syndrome. You know what that is? Like always wanting to do the next project, the new thing, the greatest idea. Well, systems are the only way that I have found as a woman entrepreneur to really stay focused. Now you don't want to miss Monday Methods. So often as entrepreneurs, we lose out on time, business, and clients because... We don't know how to get more done with less. And, you know, as Tony Robbins put it in one of his CDs, you know, he said, it's not about having resources. It's about resourcefulness. And what I have found, and I'm sure what you found as well, is the moment you become a master of your time, you become a master of your life. And so at She Runs the Show, we are dedicating every single Monday episode to doing both. Monday Method specific process, developing a specific system, testing it out. Yes, that's every Monday here at She Runs the Show. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Monday Method. So I, it really was a struggle for me to come up with this week's Monday Method it was a real struggle. You know, typically I know what I want to talk about, what I want to teach on a Monday. Um, but this episode just did not come on Sunday night. It did not come by Sunday night. And so you're listening to this on a Wednesday because it really, I was, you know, how people say they have writer's block. Well, I had Monday method block. And finally last night, what I needed to say came to me. And I think part of it was I just sort of let it go. Like I had spent the whole weekend forcing myself and making myself and like pushing a boulder uphill and trying to do all these things to try to, you know, push out the content for Monday method. And it just wasn't coming because typically when what we resist persists and when we're trying to push a boulder uphill, obviously that doesn't work. The boulder's much bigger. And so when I finally just let it go and was like, you know, like maybe there just won't be a Monday method this week. Maybe there just won't be one. And finally it came to me. And I you know, I wanted to say it and send a big shout out to Liz Dennery Sanders, who um is the, the leader at Shebrand. So you can always visit her, shebrand.com. She's a branding expert and guru. And she works with some really well known celebrities. She works with um women entrepreneurs. She really focuses on helping women take hold of their superpowers and brand themselves well. And Liz gave me the inspiration in one of her videos. And so I was on YouTube and I was looking up branding stuff because I knew I wanted to talk about branding and how do you do that because a lot of us struggle with this idea of what's my brand and how do i get that out into the world consistently and have that brand image going and in one of her videos Liz Denery Sanders of She Brand this is what she talks about she defines what a solid brand is and i think before we dive into kind of you know and let me backtrack a little bit because by the end of today's episode, there are a few things that I want you to be able to do. The first thing I'm about to go over, which is know what a solid brand is. What are the characteristics of a solid brand? By the end of today's episode, I also want you to know how to answer the, what do you do question? Cause you're going to get that when you go to networking events, you're going to get that when you join meetup groups, you're going to get that even online. When people are going to your website, you're going to get asked, what do you do at some point? And so based on understanding what a solid brand is, by the end of today's episode, I want you to know how to answer that question. And then finally, the third thing that I want you to be able to do by the end of this episode is really take action and develop that under 60 second pitch thing. Like I want you to go write it. I want you to memorize it. I want you to practice it. I'm going to give you an example by the end of my own, my my own version of that 60 second pitch. Truth be told, I need to come up with like five of them because I think depending on who you're talking to, it could be a very different um, conversation, but I'm going to give you an example of, of one of my 60 second kind of responses to the question, what do you do? So let me, let's go with the first thing. So, in, um, a video, Liz Jennery Sanders, who's the, the creator and the, the head, Hancho or woman entrepreneur, at shebrand.com. She defines a solid brand as one where, A, you know who you are. Okay. Right. So Liz talks about the fact that a solid brand is, is one where you know who you are. It's where you know the value you offer. You know why you do what you do you've identified your target audience. You can clearly articulate how and why you're the solution to their most pressing problems. And you've identified your superpowers. And what I love about what Liz is saying is that, A, you got to know who you are. Like you have to be self-aware. You have to know, I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, we spend so much time focusing on, you know, like building our weaknesses into strengths. I stopped doing that a while ago because you know what? It got super tiring. Like there are certain things I'm just not good at. I'm never going to be good at. And you know what? It's okay. We've got to staff our weaknesses, but we've got to focus and leverage our strengths. And this is what Liz is talking about. When you've got a solid brand, you know who you are and you know the value you offer and you know why you do what you do. Like your mission and your purpose are clear as day to you. A solid brand is also where you've identified who your target audience, you know, a lot of new entrepreneurs, they come on the scene and they go, well, my product or service could be for everybody. It could be. For- yeah. I mean, maybe that's true, but here's the problem. There are 24 hours in a day and there are seven days in a week and Congress is not creating the eighth day anytime soon. And the reality of the situation is that you've got a limited amount of marketing dollars and marketing time, and you've got to focus laser focus on who are the people who are your tribe, who most need you now, who needed you desperately six months ago, nine months ago, 12 months ago, and you need to serve them first. Now, if other people come in the mix, awesome, fabulous, and amazing, but that's not what it's about. It's really about focusing on those people who desperately need what you have to offer. So identifying your target audience is part of, you know, having a solid brand. You know, part of having a solid brand is also the fact that you can clearly articulate how and why you are the solution to their most pressing problems. You know, a lot of people start their business and they feel like a dime a dozen. They feel like, well, you know, 10 other fitness coaches are out there or 10 other life coach, hundred other life coaches are out there because they are, let's just be honest. There's tons of life coaches or people call themselves life coaches. Um, and we start to feel like maybe I'm just not that valuable. You know, maybe, maybe there are 50 other people who have more credentials than I do, more experience than I do, more clients than I do, more marketing dollars than I do one of the things that's key to having a solid brand is you really can clearly articulate how and why you are the solution to your tribe's most pressing problems. And here's the reality. I love Deepak Chopra, and I love Marianne Williamson, and I love Wayne Dyer, and one, even though they talked about the same things, even though they write books on success and happiness and joy and peace and all, they write books on the same topics. In my mind, one could never be replaced for the other. They do different things for me. I'm a part of their tribe for different reasons. So if you ever deal with that inner gremlin, of like, well, what is it going to matter with my business because 50 other people do what I do? Don't buy into that crap because it is crap. The reality is, is that your talents, your gifts, and your abilities were put inside of you for a very specific reason to reach out to a very specific tribe of people. And they know you by name, whether you know that yet or not. And so Part of having a solid brand is being able to clearly articulate how and why you're the solution to their most pressing problems. It's also about identifying your superpowers. And I think, you know, knowing what your superpowers are again, leveraging those strengths and being able to really stick with those. Like, don't try to make every weakness a strength. You'll spend your whole life doing that and you'll waste time. Really knowing, like, these are my superpowers. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Like, for me, inspire, empower, transform. Those three things, I do them super well. Like I'm the person you come to when you're having a bad day and you like your inner critic is raging. I'm the one who can bring it right on down in like two minutes. I know that's a superpower of mine. So I'm not going to focus on the stuff that is not my superpower because honestly, I don't have enough lifetime this lifetime to figure all that out. Maybe next lifetime, but certainly not this one. So that's what a solid brand looks like. So you can kind of evaluate and see if your brand has those six characteristics. And if it doesn't, I would certainly recommend that you go to shebrand.com and work with Liz. I mean, she's got um, a number of programs and products. If you need help building your brand and you're a woman entrepreneur, to me, Liz is the person to go to, period, the end. Um, so let's talk about the next piece of this. How do you answer the what do you do question? So that has changed over time. It used to be that you'd go to networking event, events and people would say, oh, hi, yep, yep, yep my name is such and such. And you go, okay, yeah, my name is such and such. Great to meet you. And then eventually, you know, in the first two minutes, the conversation would go, well, what do you do? A lot of that has changed, and I've learned a lot about that from Lewis Howes, who has the School of Greatness, which I'm a member of. Um, he also has a the School of Greatness podcast, uh, so you can check him out at soundcloud.com forward slash Lewis Howes or LewisHouse.com, And I'll include his link in the show notes at cassandrabibas.com. But I will say this, um, the best conversations do not lead with, as an entrepreneur, they don't lead with what you do the best conversations where you can demonstrate, you can show what you do, you can deliver and provide service and quality to the person you're just now meeting really comes when you turn that question into a more connected conversation. And so how do you do that? So somebody says, okay, what do you do? And then the first point to this is, how do you answer that? What do you do question? The first thing is you don't begin with you. You really need to, even if you get asked directly, well, what do you do? You need to start with the other person. In other words, if somebody says to me, okay, you know, hi, nice to meet you, Cassandra. Okay. Well, what do you do? And I think the way that I would turn that around is I would simply say, well, you know, I'm a coach. And so coaches ask a lot of questions, but I'd really like to ask you a question. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Okay. And then I'd say, well tell me something. What are you most excited about in your life right now? And you see, so I answered that person's question a little bit, but I I really flipped the script and put the focus and the emphasis on them. Because honestly, me answering and giving my resume and my accolades in that moment, just having met that person is not going to help that person. It might make me feel better because I get to say all the things I've done. It's not going to help the person who I'm meeting. And my focus as a coach, as an entrepreneur, really needs to be on serving other people, not on serving myself. And so the first thing you've got to do when you want to answer the what do you do question is don't begin with you. Flip that question around and start with the other person. Now you can flip it, just like I demonstrated to you a second ago, and you can ask questions like, well, what are you excited about in your life right now? Or you can ask questions like, well, what's your passion? What's your life mission? What lights you up? And you know, that'll catch people off guard because most people are used to the traditional transactional conversation where you go, well, I do this and then you do that. We're not doing that. Like we're playing at a bigger game. So if she runs the show, if you're a woman who runs your show and your business, what you need to do is you need to play at a higher level and playing at a higher level means you serve first. It means you offer, it means you give, it means you demonstrate that you are present and you're listening and you see the other person and you hear them and you want to know more about them that you care. So again, first way to, first point in answering the, what do you do question is don't begin with you. The second point is this, be prepared to share your life mission and passion. I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, we, um, we want to share what we do as a way to help the other person know what we do. But I don't know that a lot of us as women entrepreneurs really are ready to share our life mission and passion. You know, right now, my mission is to help 50,000 women create businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And I want to do that by the time I turn 40, which is happening in like, I don't know, Three years, yeah, 2018. Um, but that's my mission. And I'm passionate about that because I want women to have personal and financial freedom. And I firmly believe that the best way to do that is through owning your own business where you set your hours, your life, your time. And yes, you work like crazy. And yes, it's you make great money, but it's on your own. Terms. There's freedom in it. So again, be prepared. Point number two: to share your life mission or passion with other people. And a lot of us who are introverts, we have trouble with that because we're like, oh, I don't know that person." You know, I, <laughs> I'm an introvert. Like, I don't want to tell you my business as an entrepreneur you have to be willing to share your life mission, your passion with people that you've just met, because you never know who you're going to touch or who you can serve. And you never know who needs that message this day. So it's important to do that. Now, the third point, when, you, when you're answering the what do you do question, you got to tell a story. Like you may not think you're a storyteller, but honestly, everybody is. If you watch a room full of five-year-olds, you know, the stories that these little, little cuties tell, it's crazy. Like, we all start out as storytellers. We are all storytellers on some level. Maybe we lose it somewhere along the way, but we are all storytellers. Tell them a story. Don't recite your resume. Too many of us have gotten comfortable reciting our resume. Like, nobody cares that, that I have, uh, you know, coaching certification through the International Coaching Federation. Like, who cares? Like, what the hell? Who cares? Nobody. Nobody cares. Um, who cares that I graduated from high school at 16 and graduated from college at 20? Nobody. Like, that doesn't mean anything. What means something to people is when I talk about my life mission, when I talk about what I've been through and why my mission is what it is. So you've got to, when you answer that, what do you do question? You've got to tell them a story. You know, stop reciting your resume. Um, and point number four to this is you've got to keep that story. See, so some of us still Do a lot of storytelling, but we go on and on and on. Like people have short attention spans. So not only do you need to tell a story, but you need to keep it under a minute, like under 60 seconds. And I would say, If you're in an environment where it's more relaxed and you have plenty of time, like maybe you can go to like two minutes. But really, I mean, as you teach yourself, as you write your story and you write your what they call elevator pitch, you need to memorize it so that you can time yourself and you know that it's under a minute. And then once you've memorized it, then you're you free to like... Improv. So I don't want you to memorize your 60 second elevator pitch, like your story, and then go and say it verbatim to somebody at a networking meeting. I want you to feel free once you've got it memorized and in your brain to just say what you want to say, like say bits and pieces of it or parts of it, like ad lib, because improv is much better than a verbatim memorized speech. But again, here's the fourth point. Keep that story under a minute. You know, at the end of the day, we live in a soundbite society. My my one of my really close friends, Jenny Gary, awesome coach. She said this to me yesterday. She's like, we live in a soundbite society and you've got to think when you're when you're thinking about telling people your story, think commercial, not reality TV episode. Like a lot of us tell our stories and we think that this is Cassandra's episode of I don't know Trovo, my, my husband always says we should have a reality show called 439 South. So this is Cassandra's 30 minute episode of 439 South. No, it's not. Like people want things in sound bites, so it really needs to stay a minute or less. So what I'm going to do, because I want you to understand that this is possible to tell your story to deliver your story. Um, you know, they used to call it an elevator pitch. I don't like the term elevator pitch. I think it sounds cheesy and stupid. But I will say this. Let me give I want to give you an example because what I want you to do after you listen to this is go out and get it done. Like write the story, do it, get it done, period. The end. Okay. So let me give you an example of one of my stories that I could deliver when somebody says to me, what do you do? So somebody says, okay, what do you do? Um, and then I would probably say, okay, well, you know, I'm a coach who works with women entrepreneurs um, on, on, turning their fear into massive daily action, or I'm a coach who works with entrepreneurs and turning their fear into massive daily action, whatever. I'll give them a one to two sentence answer on that. And then I'll say, ask them questions about, well, what's your passion? What are you excited about in your life right now? And then once I really got to understand um, what they're passionate about and what they really want to see happen in their lives, typically the question is going to come back to me and they're going to say, well, tell me a little bit more about, about, um, what you do as a coach with entrepreneurs. And so, and, and how did you get into that business? Like you're going to get that secondary question a lot. Like how did you get into that business? And here's how I would respond. This is my, my 60 second story. I would say, well, it's kind of interesting. When I was 26 years old, I gave birth to a five pound, five ounce baby who had jaundice, difficulty breathing, and would not be released from the NICU for two entire weeks. In that very moment, faced with a miracle baby I couldn't take home, and knowing I had a career that financially at some point I had to go back to, I knew two things in that moment. One, no woman should ever have to choose between having a career she enjoys and raising a family she loves. And two, the best way for women to have it all comes when women run the show. And they can do that best through entrepreneurship. Now, do you see how I just delivered that? like I can perfect that a little bit. I mean, I'm reading from a script at this point, so it's you know on on script on book, but that little story that I just told to somebody tells them more about me and my mission, and why I am crazy passionate about seeing women entrepreneurs do well in business and in relig- Like, that one story tells you everything you need to know about the moment that it became crystal clear to me that this is what my life needed to be about professionally. Like, this is the thing that needs to change. And I'm the one who's going to be there to help women entrepreneurs do that. That one under 60 second story delivered it. That's the story that I want you to develop this week. So you know, I'm a believer in do it now. And you know, I'm a believer in saying like, own it, do it now, get it done. What I want you to do is stop listening to this podcast. The show is about to end for this episode anyway, and write your 60 second story. Like, what's the moment when you figured out that this is what you were meant to do in your business? What was that aha, that epiphany that like all hell breaks loose, but you rise like a phoenix out of the ashes? Like, what was that moment? And we've had more than one of them. So let me just wrap this up by saying, this is one of my stories. I could write 10 more where there were aha moments that were like, yes, that's what I need to be about in my business. But I want you to write your first one and really memorize it and learn it and use it when you go and you meet people and you meet people everywhere. So here's the thing. I don't want you just like going, well, my next networking event isn't until three weeks from now. So I guess I'll just memorize it in two and a half weeks. No, 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 no. You talk to people at the grocery store. You talk to people at Barnes and Nobles. Hopefully your phone is not up in your face and you're talking to people at Starbucks. You're going to have to use this everywhere you go. Get it down and memorize tonight, tonight, because you're gonna need it and you're gonna need to use it. I'm just saying. All right, everybody, Cassandra Bybus, I am so happy to be here with you, and I'm so glad that I finally got over this like Monday method block, and it came to me. Because, uh, and again, let me just shout out Liz Denery Sanders, shebrand.com. She is amazing. Do not, do not miss a beat. She is amazing. Um, and you will want to work with her. She works specifically with women and women brands and women entrepreneurs. And she is absolutely incredible. And she's gifted. And she gets as women what we need. So work with her. All right, everybody, I will talk to you on the next episode.